0: Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. Uh, I want you to know Ned and I did not get together and try to figure out how to make our, what, what we're going to say fit, but the Holy Spirit has an absolute will for this service and you're here uh you know and you've got to understand and believe that that um uh god has your best interest at heart and and uh i realize depending on your um custom and your religious uh you know traditions and all of that sometimes You can get into a service like this and it's more of a history lesson than anything else. Or, you know, it's talking tradition all that. But I am not here to give a history lesson. I'm not here to talk traditions. I am here because I know that God has a today word for somebody. A word that's relevant to the very moment that you're at in time. Because God is a God that can be touched in this very moment. So too many people uh, talk about him or refer to him or set up, uh, 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 you know, shrines to what he's done in the past. Well, I'm here to tell you what, God will do more today and in the future than he has done before. I believe that, that his will for us today is, is to be relevant and moving, but he only moves in your life if you let him. He only moves in your life if you invite Him. He only moves in in the chaos and in the darkness of your life if you let Him get close enough to change the situation. Fear, shame keeps us from allowing God to get close enough to do anything past abuse and and, and disappointments and failures keeps some of you uh, uh, at a distance from Him, thinking that He doesn't care. But I'm here to tell you He cares more than you can even comprehend and more than even now, after the years that I've served Him, that I can comprehend the love of God. It is without human comprehension, but by His Spirit, I can walk in it every single day day walk in the joy and the peace that he gives and so here it is in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12 it says for the Word of God is living it's alive It's not, and again, I love the written word. It's powerful, and if you've read it, that's great, and it has the potential to come alive in your life. But some people read it, and it brings no life to them because they don't add faith to it. The written word without it being lived out in a life is not powerful. You take the principles of God and you start applying them, and you start being that, that living word towards somebody, and in somebody's life, it becomes incredible. It says the word of God is, is living and active. it's sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints and of a moral and, uh, and and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow. I'm going to tell you what, before I'm done preaching, because the Word is alive, you're going to say, that preacher was listening to my conversation. But I don't listen to anybody's conversation. I am not Apple. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not Google. I, I don't do those things. But here's what, here's the reality. Listen to this. It says, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. I do not have the ability, but I'm gonna tell you this God, if there is no place you can do go, no nothing, uh, nowhere you can hide that he cannot see. He sees you. Yeah, you know how foolish it is to think you can hide from the Creator. There is no place. He his has every part of your life. And so when the living word comes in a service like this and it, and it exposes things, it's like, oh my goodness. I remember as a younger Christian, even when it's like, oh, you know, I've been all guilty and shamed the preacher would preach something and feel like he knew everything. I'm like, oh no, he knows. The reality is, he doesn't know a thing. But the truth is, the living Word, because it comes from the Creator, He knows. He sees. There's nothing that's not exposed. And it's, and it's the, the way it is for us because of that. We're ashamed. We're like, oh no, well, what are we going to do? He, he's going to hate me. He doesn't hate you. He does not hate you. Well, He must be ashamed of me. He's not ashamed of you. He knows exactly what it is that makes you tick. You know why? Because He robed Himself in flesh one day. And He dwelt on this earth as a human being. And He experienced temptation in every single way that you have. Let me continue to read. It says in verse number 14, it says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast. Hold fast. I mean, get a grip. Don't let go. Don't hold on to this thing. I mean, hold fast tenaciously. Because I promise you, the world around you wants to rip it out of your hands. Rip it away from your life. They want to get it away from them as fast and as far as they can because they do not understand the love of God. What they've known is religion that brings condemnation. And, 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 and organizations that try to sell the gospel, this is not for sale. You wouldn't have enough to purchase that, it, but it's free. But the idea of, of, of holding fast is something that we have to take, uh, especially in the day that we live, when it's not culturally uh, 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 relevant, or it is always relevant, but not popular anymore. When we have to go against the flow, you better hold on. And thank God as I hold fast, I, He's holding me. And He never, he never lets go. It says... Here it says, we have a great high priest, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast to the confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but the one who has been tested in every way as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the proper time." i got to tell you, I love doing this. I I, I love it when you're here, you know, maybe not very often, maybe the first time, and I get to share some news that is so incredibly good. And you may have had it twisted and not known what is true, but I'm here to tell you Jesus understands every situation, every temptation, every disappointment in your life. He can can come alongside you as somebody who has been there. And because He has been there yet without sin, He's able to secure you. He's able to hold you up. He's able to come alongside and lift you out of a deep depression. He can do that. He wants to do that. And I'm here to tell you the only thing that prevents Him from doing that is you... Pushing him away, he is a perfect gentleman. Ever notice the enemy of your soul, man? You give him a little permission and he takes over. It's not the way with Jesus. He has to be invited. He 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 has the doors have to be open. I mean, he'll come knock on your door. And he'll come make himself real to you. But at the end of the day, it has to be a choice that you make. It has to be an act of faith that comes from you toward him. But I'm telling you, you open that door just a little bit. I'm, yeah, the light of God, the love of God will flow and flood your life. My goodness, man, I'm telling you, this is not... uh, I'm I'm not here like a cheerleader in an end zone trying to rah-rah team. I'm telling you a living experience of my life that God has loved me unconditionally. That He has been good at every turn. That He's provided. As He always, always does. Always does. Even in my weakness. Even in my stumbling. Even in my... Uh, uh, failures. So th- here's the point. This morning, it says, uh, "Let us hold fast." What would cause you to lose your grip? What has caused others that at one point in their life they're holding fast? There's a there's a many many reasons i guess that people can have but but i'm here to tell you if you what i really feel and i feel like i'm living it in the moment uh, if you don't have an understanding and put suffering in its proper place it can cause you to question god's goodness in them and for some it's caused them to let go of 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 what he's doing in your life what he desires to do if i ask you the question this morning is there anybody in the room that's suffering anybody uh whether it's emotionally physically anybody besides me okay everybody if we're to be honest you no, know, and, and there might be times it's like no, it's all good. Okay, it's all good, but wait. Cuz we live in a fallen world and the Bible says a man's day are few and full of trouble. And 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 I I don't live with the expectation of, of something bad happen. That's not what I'm talking about, but I live with the expectation is when suffering comes into my life that God is going to to somehow declare and show in it his goodness. I live with that expectation. It, it, it's difficult if you have you know, not suffered certain things to empathize with people. Sometimes God uses us. And, uh, but, but just, uh, you know, I, I pulled a muscle in my leg or something. I thought it was my hip, yada, yada, yada. And, and uh, then it got better, and then all of a sudden, last night, I'm telling you, I could hardly walk. Like, oh, No. You know, I'm going to have, have to have somebody else preach. I said, oh, no, that ain't happening. <laughs> but, man, it was just so. And I, and I thought about all the physical, you know, uh, things that so many people have gone through with, with such grace. With, with such just, you know, you, you would never know it. That there, there was, because their default setting was, was holding was not losing their grip. It was holding on to Jesus. And and then there's some people that with the least little bit of suffering. They, yeah. You know what? God love you that love soccer. I don't understand it. Anybody watching the World Cup? Okay, maybe, maybe. Okay, so here's what happens. Here's what happens. Uh, uh and and uh, you know, they come by and somebody, you know, two players from opposing teams, they brush each other, and the guy goes, ah! He falls on the ground. And you, you gotta see this. Do they do that or not? It's like what just happened? Uh, it's like, oh my goodness. Uh oh, they he touched his elbow and it's like, oh Mommy. It's like for crying out loud, put some pads on. Hit each other. Like real football. Anyway. Uh, (laughs) spoken like a true American Uh, but I'm laughing because Jake and Rachel are loving it and US is playing in the World Cup and we're watching it I'm like what what just happened why is that guy on the ground crying like a baby and he never even got touched you know and, and so there's some people that that they covet that attention I'm not talking about soccer I'm talking about us Uh, you are not attractive when you magnify your suffering just saying I'm not telling you to pretend there's some people that are suffering and we need to come alongside and i'm not trying to say that you need to hide all your suffering as if you're not nothing's going on but i'm telling you some people think well if you, it's a good attention getter it doesn't it's not what happens I, i'm uh, even in in the darkest times of your life and it, it, serving god and loving god and realizing that you're his and that he's taking care of you you can be suffering and and Pull people around you and and share that, but you don't wear it on your sleeves. You're not a soccer player. But the idea of, of, again, and I'm not telling you for a moment not to, there's there's some real things that come into our life that we need to come around and rally around those in the body of Christ and, and say we're here and we're sharing that suffering. And I am convinced when the worst things happen, when we, uh, uh, I don't want to say lose somebody, but we, we, they go on. You know, they go from, in Jesus, they go from death to life. In the world you go from life to death, but in Jesus it's death to life. And so those that have gone on, there's a tremendous amount of loss. And I believe that we can share in somebody's suffering and relieve it to a degree. I believe that. I, 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 I see it happen continually when I'm uh, doing a service and, and, just, and I feel that grief. And It's not to be avoided, it's to be embraced because God has a way of helping you carry it. So suffering is not to be avoided. The fact of the matter is it cannot be avoided. The only ones that will avoid suffering is is those that that die as an infant. The the only ones at at a very early age, but the older we get, Suffering becomes a part of our life. And if you don't put it in its right place, you will lose your grip on what God has provided for us. There is a reason for it in our lives. I've told it before and I'll say it again. I suffered long coming out of a a place of legalism and a dangerous place in a church that wasn't healthy at all. And and it was crazy. And as I'm coming out of him, I look back. I said, God, wasn't there another way for you to teach me that? You know what he said? No. He said, you would not have learned it unless you'd suffered through it. There is suffering in our life that God puts there for us to teach us. The Scripture even says Jesus learned obedience by the things that He suffered. It's not like God is, you know, toying with you and and, and delighting in your suffering, but He knows there are certain things in our lives that we must go through to fulfill the purpose and calling that He has for us. And, And what I am absolutely convinced of is that there is nothing that can separate me from the love of God. I'm convinced of that. That's just, that's one. I got a hold of that. And the other is uh, uh, that everything works together for the good. Okay, I got, I'm telling you what, I got a hold of that. There's some other things there, but I just, I know in it, it's like, okay, God, somewhere, somehow, your goodness is going to come out of this. I don't know How? Yeah, I don't see it yet, but I know that one day I'm going to look back and see it. I'm going to look back. And some of the things, I'm not going to see it until I step to the other side and I look at it. And I see it the way he sees it. Because there are certain things here that just make no sense to the human mind. But what I do know, another grip that I have is that God is good, and I'm never going to let that go. And when it doesn't look like God's good, I'm going to go back and say, God, you're good. I may not understand, but you're good. And when I step over from this life to the next, I'm going to see it for what it really is. And what I'm going to do now, what this is me holding fast. This is me not losing my grip. This is me declaring by faith the things that are unseen. The things that I may... What my human mind tells me different the things that are unseen. God, when I when I do get to see them, man, oh man, it'll make perfect sense. It'll make how many of you know it all here? Not one of us. So quick declaring you do. You know who does know it all? You can trust him. So the suffering of this present time do you realize what the scripture says it says it's not worthy to be revealed or or, or it's not worthy to be compared i should say um but let me read one other scripture here before i get to that one it says in first peter chapter one verse three this is for you i'm not pointing at you this is for you Yeah, i'm pointing at all of you this is for you Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. If your hope is not alive, I would think you need to exchange it for a new hope. Okay? Because this is a living hope. And it goes on to say that... uh, Uh, To an inheritance that's imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. You could read that 15 times. There's just more here than I could even uh, expound on in a a few moments. It says... uh, in this, you rejoice, though now, for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the testing, uh, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it be tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Another translation says, "After you have been, after you have suffered a while." That the genuineness of your faith that's absolutely more precious than anything else around us. Faith is not faith unless it's something you got to believe. We want faith to be all fuzzy and warm and butterflies and, you know, cupcakes and all the nice stuff. But faith is faith is when... Things are just, you're looking at loss and you're looking at, at, at hurt. You're looking at sickness and wondering, God, and, and, and what you got to do is don't lose your grip. You're saying, wait a minute, I'm a whole, what are you holding on to? That Jesus, you, you never fail. That, that, that everything works together for the good. That nothing can separate me from the love of God. If that's all I know, that's what I'm going to stand. And when the storm is past... I'll be standing. And so, Philippians chapter 3 in verse number 8 says, Indeed, I count everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. This is Paul. He, in that chapter 3 of Philippians, he lists his earthly accomplishments, all of them. He was, man, he was a, uh, he was a high uppity-up guy. He had the world by the tail, man. He had, he had reputation and name. And, and he lost it all. Don't you think for a moment that that man didn't suffer? You think coming uh, to a knowledge of God and, and, and having Jesus in your life is going to eliminate all your suffering? No. It will not, it has not, but it will, in my heart and in my mind, there is divine purpose in it. And it just builds my faith that, God, you're going to work it to my good somehow. He said, I've suffered uh, the loss because, uh," he said, I count everything as loss because there's a passing worth. Of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things. And count them as rubbish. In order that I may gain Christ. And be found in him. Not having uh, a righteousness of my own. That comes from the law. But that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness that God. uh, uh, From God that depends on faith. And he says that I may know him. in the power of his resurrection. And may I share in uh, his sufferings because like Him in His death and becoming like Him in His death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Stand with me this morning. <laughs> Paul said that I may know Him in the power of His resurrection. How many of you know Him right now? God, that His Spirit, because of the resurrection, His Spirit in me right now. But how many of you ever... <laughs> Pray a prayer that I want to know you in the fellowship of your suffering. Now, I tell you, you don't have to pray that prayer because that fellowship comes. But if you don't understand where to put those things in your life when suffering comes your way, it will cause some of us, and it has caused some of us to back up, to to fall back, to start losing grip on the very promises that we held on to so tightly. There was a time in my life when I was without Christ there was a time and you talk about suffering that that to me was suffering because literally in my life I had no hope I was pursuing all kinds of things that would bring some momentary pleasure but it got to the place in my life that there was not pleasure in any of it not anything that lasted and, and I realized that, man, there's something that is incredibly missing here. And I felt that suffering. And one day, somebody spoke the name of Jesus over me. And I realized that there was a kingdom far greater than what's going on on this earth. And I embraced it, and I was birthed into that. And, and then what happened then is I had for an anchor of my soul a hope. And that eliminated an amount of suffering that will never again come into my life. When, to have that hope is light and life. It, it is a living thing that's constantly in me regardless what bad news might come today what what might happen in my body what what loss we might suffer, what suffering that comes coming into the kingdom of God is not a, a cease of suffering because we live in a fallen world, but you don 't suffer like the world suffers you't't you, you don't, you don't, you're not living in a hopeless situation let the suffering of this present day cause you to lose grip and lose the sight of of what Jesus has done for us. Don't let it stop you from boldly approaching the throne of grace. Thinking that God is angry with you because you're suffering a little bit. The suffering of this present life, it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that God has for us. The thing of it is, I've only seen that in the spirit. I haven't experienced it. That's why I have hope. That's why I believe. And so I'm looking at a group of people that are suffering now. Suffered great loss. Will in the future. suffer the loss of, uh, of, you know, physical fitness and, and the ability to do things that you used to do. You're going to suffer the loss. Eventually... But what I do know, every day brings me one day closer to a time that I'm going to stand before Him, and all of this will be revealed. And until that day, I'm gonna hold on. That's just what I'm doing. I'm holding, Father. I'm holding on. Now yeah, you're falling apart. Now I'm holding on. No, everything's going bad. Now, God, no, you never lose. And so, if there's chaos and darkness in your life, I speak the name of Jesus. I, I, you, if you've allowed His Spirit to even come remotely near to you, let the living Word that He's spoken over you today, just reach, open your spirit to it and watch the transformation that takes place in your life. Let Him do it today. That is the plea. That's why we're here Father, today, Lord Jesus, give us understanding in in Your Word. Give us understanding in those that are watching online, that are suffering today, suffered such great loss. Let us look to You and hold fast, God, oh God, to to Your truth, to Your Word, and, and look to You, Jesus, knowing that You understand everything, everything that we go through. Because you suffered, being tempted, you were a man. My God, you know us, you know us, you love us. And you want to set someone free today. I speak that freedom in this house in the name of Jesus. I speak that deliverance in this house in the name of Jesus. My God, give someone the courage and the faith To step up and receive what you have. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As we sing, if that living word has touched you and you want to just let it be settled in your spirit. Come on up and pray with us. Let us pray with you. And see what God will do in your suffering. In Jesus name. I open these altars if you'd like to come pray. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.